0: Pasty white, we kinda survived!
1: Fat Mac, yes we did, and if you don't know, you didn't get down. We tried our hardest. We made it as far as Saturday. Well, some of us.
0: (laughs) I didn't even make it to Saturday. (sighs) It was a, it was a rough weekend at the get down this weekend.
1: We're gonna break it all down for you on next week's Get Local Minnesota with all three of us, myself, strategy, and the Fat Mac. Because we have a hell of a story to tell.
0: Oh, it's fun. It's Woo! fun. We might even have a song to sing. Yes. <laughs> oh man. With that being said, let's just let's jump right into it, pasty. Let's let's give a shout out to our fellow fellow entrepreneurs.
1: Of course, and, uh, we could not have been stunting so fresh at the Galactic Get Down without the help of that dude Saint at Qualities T-shirt Company located in Wilmer, Minnesota. He set us up with a fine line of cloud style T-shirts and they're beautiful. God, and it they're looked amazing. And they hug you so well. And my Cloud Style shirt got caught in the tent on Saturday and got wet, and now it's probably not any good anymore. (laughs) And I'm very sad about it. But I still have my beef 6 Podcast shirt, fresh and crispy, and they're beautiful. And uh, I think we're going to have them available for you guys for pre-order very soon. Coming at you direct from Qualities T-Shirt Company. Give them some love. Give them some support. They support us, so we support them, bringing you custom tees, sublimation, heat transfer vinyl and decals, special gifts, sports team shirts, wedding shirts, concert merch and shirts for any occasion. Like, oh, I got to pay property taxes. Well, we'll make you a shirt that says I'm broke. Just paid property taxes. (laughs) Qualities, high quality. You can't miss out. And then, of course, there's always Monster Wear Clothing, bringing your small run or bulk orders on decals, stickers, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, along with custom graphics and logo design services. Offered, they're your one-stop shop for all your self-branded needs. It's great. Hit up my boy Corey Matthews when this boy meets world. Yes.
0: Yes. And folks, that brings us to This Week in Pro Wrestling History.
1: No way! And this is a really
0: cool one. I I was kind of excited when I seen this. On July 27th, way back in 2002, the town, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The man, low-key. And what did he do, folks? Well, he defeated Spanky, Christopher Daniels, and Doug Williams in a four-way, 60-minute Iron Man match to become the very first Ring of Honor champion.
1: That's a lofty title and a lofty match. Oh, yeah. 60 minutes, four men,
0: four extremely high-caliber performers. For those of you who may not know, Spanky um, was the Brian Kendrick in WWE of course, Christopher Daniels. We talk
1: about him almost every week here. My mind automatically went to black and white little rascals.
0: <laughs> Low-key is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, always puts on amazing matches. Doug Williams has kind of fallen off the radar of late, but he's one of my favorites. He is, he can grapple with the best of them. He's a, a European. Um, he's kind of the one that popularized the... Um, Uh, Chaos Theory, um, (laughs) sorry, I I drew a blank all of a sudden. I wanted to say Canadian Destroyer for no reason. (laughs) The Chaos Theory suplex, where you roll backwards in a somersault and then get up and suplex them. So, um, four amazing individuals. Go and find this match if you can, folks. Do you have any idea
1: how many falls it was to decide the, the, the Iron Man match? I did... But you don't. But I don't have it on me. Just make up a number.
0: I know that Um. I know that I think it was Spanky had low-key pinned at the very end, and if he would have uh, gotten the pin, he would have tied, and they would have had to go to overtime, but it was one of those. And you know, he
1: wouldn't be trapped on 205 Live right now. Is he even there the, anymore? I was just going to ask you, is <laughs> Brian Kendrick on 205 Live? I didn't think
0: he was, but I know he was for a cup of coffee.
1: I don't know. I'll have to go check it out now on that newly updated WWE Network app. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. It's looking slick. Sleek and sexy. I'm ready for them to charge more money for it.
0: My favorite thing about it right now is um, you can skip to what match you want to watch. That yep. is they such... finally
1: brought that back. Well, remember back in the day, they had everything was segmented by little white dots on the timeline. Yeah, yeah. And then that's... they took that away from us. Oh, I,
0: no, I still had those on mine,
1: just not oh. on the live ones. Okay.
0: On the live ones, obviously, they don't.
1: Right. Bastards.
0: But Bastards. yeah, which was okay, even though sometimes they didn't quite line up correctly. But I like having it where you can just skip right to this match or this segment.
1: That's yep, kind of that cool. Is, it is very nice. And then they got uh, our, our bio, bio profiles for everybody, past, present, and current. Well, past and present in, in WWE. Where you can go and check out their, current. <laughs> you, you can go check out a little paragraph about everybody and shit. So that's, that's kind of nice. cool. I
0: didn't even know that.
1: Yep, Chris Benoit is not there.
0: So we uh, we will talk <laughs> a little bit more about the, the sleek, updated WWE network. Um, you know, folks, we may we may dog on WWE a lot, but I just I cannot give enough praise to the actual WWE network itself.
1: Truly, um, other than they could have more good content. And less content I don't give a shit about.
0: Yeah, it depends on what you're into, you know? I can spend hours just watching old mid-Atlantic stuff or world-class championship or, you know. So I like that kind of stuff.
1: Well, a couple of weeks ago, we spent a few hours watching WWE Extreme Rules. Yes, we did. It was was a pay-per-view.
0: It was. It was... Last, uh, I believe the last pay-per-view they had, we said, you know, you'd think with all this AEW stuff that they'd actually be trying Uh a little harder and putting some effort in. And if you ask me, they put a lot of effort into this one. This is probably one of their better ones for a long time.
1: Yeah, pretty solid across the board. Uh, It felt good. I wish it wasn't Extreme Rules, but it it was for what it was worth.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been better without the Extreme Rules caveat.
1: But, it's um, going to be so much fun trying to dig up thoughts and emotions from two weeks ago on something I, I don't care about at all anymore. You know, it happens. <laughs> Let's
0: just get the pre-show out of the way. Um, yes. Intercontinental title, Shinsuke Nakamura defeating Finn Balor. I would have loved to watch this match, but I heard it was kind of blasé. Didn't
1: watch it. It was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular. Being it wasn't on the Nakamura and Balor style. Huh? No. Yeah. But Nakamura won the championship, so good Good for him. Good for him. He can be on the next pre-show. Yeah.
0: Then we had the Cruiserweight title moving back down to the pre-show. It's been getting some love lately in the pay-per-views, but no, knocked back down again. uh, You know, they have too many titles
1: that's the thing yeah you gotta try to squeeze every title on that's like, why you, you can avoid the women's tag team championships only so often and then you finally gotta put it out that's <laughs>
0: why I, I wish they'd go back to brand specific pay-per-views I think it just makes it
1: better but. I think after SummerSlam I actually think there might be another draft between Heyman and Bischoff. And
0: yeah, things are definitely, I mean, something's gonna happen once October yeah, I comes. Another wild
1: card has to come to an end. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we'll see what,
0: we'll see what Fox wants to do. That's, that's <laughs> what it's gonna come down to. Right. Uh, Drew Gulak defeated Tony Neese in what was probably a great match as well.
1: Yes, it was. There
0: you go, folks. Then we went on to the main show and I thought to myself, you know, I think that uh, The Undertaker just wants to go home and go to bed, so they put him <laughs> on first. And I don't blame the bastard.
1: No. I don't blame him one bit. No. But yeah, we see Honestly, seen- even if it was just to make sure he's not tired at the end of the night to compete in the match. <laughs> right. This worked, and it worked as a first match on the card. Undertaker and Roman Reigns defeating Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, and everybody looked good.
0: Uh, I love their, uh, and I'm not going to be able to think of it, but I love the, the little tag team nickname they gave Roman Reigns and Undertaker. The what is it? Dead,
1: the d- uh, graveyard Dogs.
0: Graveyard Dogs. For some yes. reason, I dig that. I like I the know Dead it's Dogs hokey, better, but, but. That doesn't sound good, pasty. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to fuck with dead dogs. You could catch something. Two things I want to say about this match. First thing is a a gripe right off the bat from the beginning of the pay per view. I even messaged Pasty about it. Yes, folks, it went to 17 minutes and three seconds before the bell rang for the first match. I know, but that was he started walking at like 15 minutes. It only (laughs) took him two minutes. (laughs) It I couldn't believe it was that long before the bell rang of the first match. Second thing I have to say. I skipped this match, both the first time I went to watch and then the second time when I didn't think I'd watched any the watch. matches. It's
1: worth a watch. It, it, it's very, very redeeming for The Undertaker. It's You're, really fun to watch Roman Reigns marking out at The Undertaker from ringside. I'm just bored uh, with three of the four of these guys, and I don't yeah. even
0: watch the current product and I'm Honestly, bored though, with if
1: they kept Honestly, though, if they kept this up and Undertaker, you know, nodded the hat to Roman Reigns in the end, that could be the thing that really got him over. Yeah. But they have to do it smartly. And don't don't try to put them in the tag team division. Keep them up against opponents with a point.
0: Yeah, main event guys, with a and I have a story behind it. Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on, we had the Undertaker Drunks. Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Kane and Bray Wyatt. There would be a good one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. That would be tasty. That would be good.
0: Uh, Raw tag team championship match, the Drunks versus the Revival Pasty. <laughs>
1: We're gonna get into that a little bit more later, folks. But if you've seen the title of the show, I think you already know.
0: Anyways, yes. it's it's the Usos. I'm sorry, folks. It's, it's the, the Usos. Usos, and I shouldn't I shouldn't uh, poke fun at people's demons. But
1: I you, mean, you get like you get a little bit of time to do it, and then you feel bad kind, for them. Kind so. of, yeah, well, they kind of set themselves up for. It. Hopefully, WWE's like, yeah, you need that rehab now, buddy. I hope so. Uh, with that being said,
0: this was this was. Okay, I like the uh, the crowd busted in with a "ref, you suck" chant after a missed tag. <laughs> I thought that was fun. That you just keep more more entertaining and, and original chants going. I honestly though was expecting these two teams to have like maybe the show stealer of the night, and it wasn't. It was it was a solid match. Yeah, these two have had solid matches, but. I think it comes down to, and I talked about this with, um, was it Double or Nothing or whichever, whichever one? I don't even remember now. There's so many pay-per-views. But sometimes people just don't have chemistry, and it's never going to work. And You thinking that's the Revival? I Well, no. I just think the Usos and the Revival oh, don't have chemistry yeah. together. I think the Revival works well. but Yeah, the Revival just,
1: needs to put them up against some of your bigger tag teams, like Heavy Machinery or the, the, the Viking Express Warriors. Yep. We I mean, all. Where they're the underdogs, but like this even keel, I, I think. I think the revival probably even have better matches with the bar if the bar still existed.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And the oh, that that, that reminds me. Pasty, I was going to ask you before we went on air. So what? So what are they calling the club now? Because I seen people. Somebody said that that uh, the OC. Yeah, but what is it? The original club? The original club. That is stupid. I seen Tomatonga was saying something about it. (laughs) That is stupid. I was hoping it wasn't that.
1: It's pretty dumb. And then after the events on on, uh, Raw shit, where they tried to stand up against whoever the fuck, or Seth Rollins and DX came out, and then five other people came out, I'm assuming they're going to be picking up more members soon, and one of them will probably be Balor. Well, you would hope (laughs) so, but... And probably, they'll probably then assimilate with the fucking um, 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 Undisputed Era. I hope not. That's getting a little too diluted. Or but at maybe. Least Adam Cole, you know, bring maybe. in the guys that were the club who are in WWE. Right, right. I hear you. And you know what? But uh, I honestly, think they're going to have at least five by the end of it.
0: I would have preferred them just sticking with the club than
1: yeah, OC, the OC original club. I mean, if anybody Googles the OC, they're going to get that fucking shitty ass TV show from 2010 yeah. tenish.
0: Yeah. But none the, nonetheless, I'm, I'm glad they're doing something with. Honestly, with it, Machine it, Gun and I think and they're Gallows. leaving it
1: kind of up to um, your, your opinion on what O stands for. I like the only club, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: They're definitely not the over club because AJ is the only one that's over right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love Gallows and Anderson. I right? love them to death. They but, didn't uh, even give Gallows and Anderson another episode of Botch Club. Well, what the hell? Yeah, uh, right. They've only had the one
0: episode? Yep. WWE Network does that a lot. I think it's uh-huh. kind of like they're pilots and they wait to see how many views they get, and which I guess is smart.
1: Yeah, it's well, I Club, smart. as far as I know, at least on, on like, the internet and YouTube and shit, it did well. Yeah, it must, must not have done well enough. Yeah, Vince just doesn't like him. He probably realized that, that Gallows is Festus.
0: Right, finally.
1: <laughs>
0: Up next, pasty, we have two people that I didn't think disappointed me.
1: No, they just, just should have been stri- a
0: longer match. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100 of course we're talking Alistair
1: Black defeating Cesaro, who's got new theme music. And I think they could have did better.
0: I think is this the only non-stipulation <laughs> match in the on the main event or on the main card?
1: Uh, except for Owen Ziegler later,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one I, I loved it. I loved it. They were they were telling a story. They Cesaro working the legs and Black selling it all match long. Um, I even wrote down in my notes, as Slick Rick would say, that is the art of storytelling.
1: Yep, good. Now give them the third from the last match on SummerSlam. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, obviously what, you're not going to give them the last match. The um,
0: the the standout for me in this match was Aleister Black came off the top rope with the double knees, and this, uh, the Swiss Superman, this beast who his strength never ceases to amaze me, just caught Black. Knees first. Just caught him. And then <laughs> threw it into a European uppercut. I was That's like... so good.
1: This man, he, he never ceases to amaze me. He's got to get that main event push now, right? Eventually. Maybe <sighs> no. even in a couple months, but they should be... He should... After his time with the bar, and they prove that they could get the bar over, I think it's time. He should be, but I, I don't see... Well, I guess it will depend. Is he on... Nah. He's on Raw, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I could see. Sheamus I could see him on being a, a Heyman guy. Yep, I think he's a Heyman guy. So I could see Heyman being behind him. One thing that I that it almost pains me to say though, Pasty, out out of all the matches that they do this with, that it pisses me off. I kind of wish that this one had a non-finish because they've damaged both men yeah. so much. Yeah. But if one has to be the sacrificial lamb, Aleister Black. Hasn't been as damaged. As well, Cesaro. Cesaro
1: came out on on SmackDown and used his wild card to invoke another fight with Aleister Black, and I think Cesaro might have won that, but I didn't see it.
0: Yeah, I gave this match an A. I really liked this match. This was this is my kind of match. Like you yeah. said, it sh- probably should have been. It maybe could have got an a plus if it was just five seven minutes longer. Yeah, it came in at under ten minutes.
1: Uh huh. Or but, have them start off the card. This would have been a great first match for the card. Yeah. At the length it's at, that would have been perfect. And then we had the handicapped SmackDown women's title with Bailey defeating and retaining her championship against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss without the help of or even visage of Sasha Banks, which was really depressing.
0: Yeah. I, I have one note in here and I gotta go back and watch it. I wanted to go back and watch before we got here. Cause like you said, it's been, well, for me, it's only been like a week since I watched it, but, um, I put in here, what was cuff, that, cuff Irish, a
1: day. Cuff, cuff.
0: what was that Irish whip into the corner? <laughs> and I don't know what that, I don't <laughs> know what I was talking about. I'm guessing there was like a screwed up kind of, Irish whip, but I, I really can't remember it, so... But it was enough that I put it in my notes with four question marks behind it, so <laughs> I have to go back and check that out. Four question marks! Otherwise, notice. That's, what, that's bo- the
1: rating we give this match. Four question <laughs> four marks. Four question
0: marks. There were a lot of noticeable botches. Uh, it was a pretty basic handicap match, and I get a... I wrote in here uh, they were handicapped by the handicap stipulation, I think, which yeah. is ironic when you think about it.
1: Yeah. No banks should have said that either Cross or Bliss got the championship.
0: Yeah. So it happened. It did. And you know then what else happened?
1: Braun Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match.
0: I was expecting to not like this match.
1: No, it was better than I had expected. I just, my, my only critique is WWE, you got to stop leaving random boxes of foam sitting out in the middle of the crowd. They always get yeah. used. Always. <laughs> Every you time. Know something's
0: going to happen. It's kind of like when they put up a fake wall. Somebody always gets thrown through it. I just put up this wall. I know it's in the middle of the hallway, but I just put it up. I did like that they made use of the arena into the concourse and stuff. That That's cool. I, I give Lashley credit. He jumped up on the guardrail and almost fell, but he actually yeah, caught himself. He actually caught himself
1: pretty good. I, I, was like, like, there uh, you go. I like Strowman throwing Lashley into the the foreign announce tables. That was fun. Yes. Because they didn't even have time to move out of the way. They got fucking hit.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got floored. I always feel bad for them guys. And I know. I'm judging this one on on WWE, and you know we got to judge every. I don't know. We, it's opinions. I judge everything differently every fucking time I see it. So who knows? But we've definitely seen more hardcore type matches. You know, more hardcore than this in other promotions. Yeah, when we get WWE doesn't do that. So for what they uh, what they usually give us, I didn't think it was too bad.
1: No, it was it was pretty tasty. And bitch. I thought this this left Bobby.
0: I thought, looking really good, to be honest. I think this is the best he looked since returning to WWE. He showed off his power, his athleticism, his fire. And then he also bumped around pretty good for Strowman, which when you're a big dude like like Lashley, sometimes they have a hard time actually bumping around good.
1: Yeah. Now you just need to get these guys off the same roster and, and then push for Bobby Lashley versus Brock at Mania. And there's a solid main event. We still
0: haven't gotten that since Lashley came back.
1: I don't think... Well, we can't get it for SummerSlam because it's Lesnar versus Seth for stupid reasons. Heyman's in charge, so Lesnar's not going to lose it. So I I, I really think if if Strowman goes to SmackDown, Lashley can challenge at Mania. Yeah. And I would be down for like a good four-month, three-month buildup. Oh, for sure.
0: I think that would be great.
1: Well, then we and somebody's got to call Heyman's got to call him Black Lesnar It has to happen right <sighs> And Heyman would be the Jew to do it know. I don't know I mean I would love
0: it I don't, I don't know how Fox would feel <laughs> NBC would probably be alright with it I mean hey If, <laughs> if, uh, if Vince McMahon can use the N word on TV I guess they can right. call him Black Lesnar Yeah <laughs> I'm okay with that It works for me
1: Or maybe Bobby Lashley does it himself and just comes out with a black Lesnar (laughs) t-shirt. Why not? It it couldn't be any worse than when his three sisters came on. Uh, No,
0: no, I forgot that existed, Pacey. Thank you for (laughs) drudging that back up.
1: Anytime, my friend. Uh, Oh, man.
0: Let's have a, a palate cleanser. Triple threat, SmackDown, Tag Team titles... The New Day actually won the titles back. They defeated Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Heavy Machinery.
1: It was such a feel-good moment, and then I was like, fuck, now Kofi's going to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) At least they'll have the next 25 minutes together. Right. Uh,
0: This, This one, pasty, I, you know... Revival and Usos failed to live up to expectations. This one, I thought, exceeded my expectations. I was
1: not expecting this to
0: be that good. Everybody
1: plays ball in this match. Oh, for sure, for sure. Big E was amazing. Big
0: E stood out, and
1: Otis stood out. Those two. Otis is my favorite. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's the Chris Farley of Professor Wrestling. He has the potential to be a superstar. If he can... If he can...
0: I mean... We say that with all the big guys, they should
1: dip into the NBC rights and they, they should uh, remake the remake the uh, the fucking male dancers sketch with Otis.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, w- <laughs> I want to see him living in a van <laughs> down by the river. Should <laughs> be.
1: I say lay into it. I mean, you got you got NBC, so it shouldn't be too hard to get the the rights to do that, right? And if it's all an homage.
0: It's, but, it, I think it was yeah. great. I think it was great. I just, I had fun watching this match. And I think, uh, given the new day, the titles, it works in storyline yes. with, uh, at least, you know, we didn't know how it was going to end the day, but if, you know, if Kofi were to leave as champ, then, uh,
1: there you go. New day's owning the belts. I love the promo. They cut on either raw or SmackDown where they're like, we got all the gold. And, and Xavier's like, yeah, yeah, this is white gold. Not silver. White gold. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's funny. I do like Uh. that.
1: (laughs) Then we had the U.S. title match with AJ Styles defeating Ricochet with some nefarious deeds from the club. The OC. I don't know if it was just
0: me, but Styles was just a little off, a little behind in this match. I don't know if he's still not fully recovered. He I don't just, know. Or maybe it's just, you know, with Ricochet kind of the second. Maybe he's more of himself
1: the way I am. I don't know.
0: I don't know if Ricochet just made him look bad. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> he usually elevates people. But uh, otherwise, I mean, this was a good match. But it, I see AJ Styles and Ricochet, and I just
1: want so much better. Yeah. Rumor mill has that Ricochet could be another added member to the OC as well.
0: Yeah, you could be a member of NXT too. Right. There was a scary part where I don't know what they were trying to do. But Ricochet... No, AJ went for a brain buster and just dropped Ricochet. I I wasn't sure what happened. Ricochet wasn't working with AJ. AJ wasn't working right. Anyways, he just dropped him. Well, they got up and then Ricochet hit the brain buster on AJ. But it just looked really sloppy. But... Second Rope Styles clash at the end. It's Mm -hmm. badass. It scares me every time I see it, but it's badass. (laughs) So as long as nobody gets hurt, I'm okay with him continuing to use it. Just don't do it
1: to James Ellsworth and you'll be fine. (laughs) Probably not.
0: (laughs) And then we have Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens, pasty.
1: Yes, we have that.
0: You know what's funny? I actually missed this match because I of skip the intro only
1: 17 seconds. <laughs>
0: I skip the intros, okay? I got a lot of shit to do and I don't got a lot of time and I'm just, you know, I know the intros are a big part of it and for like WrestleMania and other big spectacles of course I'm going to watch them, but for your average pay-per-view, I'm sorry, I skip the intros. And I you know, I they're coming out And then I fast forward, and then I play, and Owens is on there talking about, I got on the mic and said what I wanted to say, and I'm glad. And then they cut to a promo for another match, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? Do they got a commercial (laughs) in the middle of the match? or what's? Did something happen? Is someone hurt? Then they just went into the next match. I'm like, what the fuck? So then I rewound it, started it again as they were coming out, and I was like, God, I got to see what happens. And then, well, yeah, they had a 14-second match. Yes, they did. But, and I'm going to say this, pasty. As a squash, I thought this match actually worked. Hey, you can't hurt Ziggler any worse than he already is. Exactly, he's never going to get over Owens. They're trying to push him, so that's cool. And then I just found out Owens is using the stunner as a finisher.
1: Yes, he is. I didn't know that.
0: It's not great at it, but I think it's a much easier move. To put into your repertoire and to use on multiple different opponents, especially you, bigger
1: opponents. Did you see the clip where he, I think it was on Raw or SmackDown last week, where he went to hit Shane with the stunner and Shane dropped on the kick instead of waiting for the snap? <laughs> no, I didn't and see that. And then Kevin Owens picked him back up and did the whole thing over again and it looked stupid. But then they added it out like right away so it looked like a clean kick and a snap.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> I mean don't forget, Vince McMahon has historically sold the worst stunner ever. Where he just kind of just kinda of collapsed or whatever it is. Right.
1: well Shane might have topped that, because like I said he collapsed on the kick and didn't
0: That is that is Yeah. That is horrible.
1: It was pretty bad.
0: But no, I mean this this worked for me and when you have this many matches on a card that can't all be fifteen minutes long.
1: No, no, they can't. And as long as Kevin Owens won, that's that's a good thing.
0: Yes. Then we got the WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston actually retained the title against Joe. Yeah, yeah, he did. Neither one of us thought that was going to happen, pasty.
1: <laughs> no, the crowd was chanting, we want Lesnar.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is sad. It's, it is sad. But in all fairness, Kofi hasn't been the most entertaining of champions.
0: He hasn't. They haven't given him a really good match. If this, this deal with Orton goes down, this could be it. Yeah. Could be the good um, the story that we want and could be a great match. You know, I, I can't help but look at the SummerSlam poster. So if at least Orton origi- gets
1: it, though, if Orton gets it, he breaks the shit before Cena does, doesn't he? I don't
0: I think, Orton think so. Orton and Cena are tied. I didn't think so, but maybe, but I didn't think so.
1: It's either that or Orton's one behind, but...
0: I think Orton's 14 and Cena's 15 and and Flair is actually 21, but they call it 16. (laughs) Um, But no no matter what, um, you, you look at the original poster for SummerSlam and they had Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, one other person, I don't remember who, and Kofi Kingston. And all of them are just giving their their game face, their mean mugging, and then Kofi's sitting there all smiling, smiley, and you know, kind of. Um, I, I hate to say it, and don't take this the wrong way. It looked very minstrel to me. Like that's what they're trying to play him up as. And yeah. I, I, I'm like this. He's he can't get overdoing that. It's it's no. fine that he's the fun kind of dude, but you've he should you gotta be more intense face, huh? as the
1: champion. You're a defending sure. champion. Take it seriously. So yeah, I mean, once the bell rings, he does right. But well, he needs to carry it. himself differently as a champion. Yes, I agree. For sure. For sure. And it doesn't have to
0: completely go away. You can do a little goofy stuff a little bit with your buddies and all that. But no.
1: Is anybody else sick like, of seeing Samoa Joe losing, though? It's getting pretty bad. He's almost Bray Wyatt status now at this point.
0: Yeah, I actually I have one note about this match, and it says, As has been the trend for Joe in WWE, this match was pretty down the middle and basic, nothing really was wrong with the match but nothing was great about the match Mm -hmm. at all and yeah Samoa Joe is just they're doing the same thing that Impact Wrestling did with him unless this is what Joe
1: wants if this is what Joe wants you know just sit back and make the cash and put people over as a good heel
0: I guess I mean yeah if he wants it that's fine but I don't know how so many companies can misuse such an amazing athlete
1: I don't know I don't know
0: made him a beast
1: Yeah, yeah I would love to see what AEW would do with him
0: you know, he was one of my favorite pure champions. I want to actually. I want to say, was it him and Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan won it and uh, and combined it with the ROH World Heavyweight Champion? I think that might have been the last one.
1: I couldn't. I don't tell know. You. I'll, have to,
0: I'll have to go back. I got a DVD that has every single title change of the Pure Championship ever, from the very first one that was won to the very last one.
1: Yeah.
0: Nothing in between, so it, it kind of sucks because you already know who the winner's going to be. It's the challenger. But it's it's those matches were just amazing. Nigel McGuinness was an awesome pure champion. They just... I liked that.
1: Yeah. I liked it a lot. Well, let's Sorry. talk about something I liked a whole lot more than I expected to. And that oh was gosh. the winners take all championship extreme rules mixed gender tag team match a la Supreme.
0: Basically, it was the longest match title in the history of WWE. Why didn't they push that over? They're always about all their firsts and biggest and longest and most. Why don't they just put that on there? Um, boy, I expected for this match to be meh at best. And in the end, I gave it an A-plus, Pasty.
1: Yeah, yeah no, the, fuck. the psychology with Lacey and Seth and Becky was great. Uh,
0: I'm not a fan of them doing the uh, close-up on her ass thing, but I did think it was cool it that she had her Seth's name on there.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: you know, that, that's that a good was...
1: reason to do it. Yeah, that wasn't the reason, <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> and I do mean but. Ah, <laughs> yes. Don't get me wrong, I like seeing a nice butt, but, you know... Yeah, it's a different world now, so it's hard to say. Um... <laughs> there was so much to talk about. I got, I got only a handful of notes cause I went back and watched it again. Even I did love the, and I don't, I don't remember who coined this phrase. It might've been Cole, but Lacey or not Lacey. Um, Becky came off the top rope and Seth had the chair in front of, um, Oh my gosh. It, in front of Baron Corbin. Sorry. And, um, And they called it the Van Maninator. That tickled me. (laughs) I like the Van Maninator. Yeah. Then they did a... Becky, Becky was on the second rope, and Seth was on the top rope. They had both Lacey and Corbin out on tables ringside, and Seth hit the big splash, and Becky hit the leg drop. That was cool.
1: That was really cool. It was decently choreographed, and it looked nice. I thought it was great. I hate to say this, but
0: I thought it was great to see Baron Corbin hit an end of days on Becky. Yeah, yeah, she can get physical.
1: Why not? It's good. I mean, she's the man, right? And then that kind of set up the
0: ending. Yes. Seth got super pissed. He hit three curb stomps.
1: Um, oh, <laughs> which I like when Becky snapped off too, and they busted the the kendo sticks over both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just started really cool. wailing. That was when uh, Lacey Evans put her hand on Rollins' chest or something.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, she was kind of doing the whole flirty thing, like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, both teams showed great teamwork and chemistry. Yeah. I, I'm not following the story, but I mean, ha, I don't think Baron and Lacey have really done anything together. No, have not they not
1: really, other than just annoy Rollins and Lynch. That's what they doing. they really surprised under. me at no, their if chemistry. They them, if they pushed them as a couple, as like a heel couple, I could actually probably buy into it a little bit. This match was better than it had any right to be. This uh, match was set up to fail. Although all the memes saying they looked at, like, uh, late night uh, at at TGI Friday's (laughs) waitstaff.
0: That's funny. (sighs) And I I hate to sound sacrilegious, but I have in my notes, are Seth and Becky the macho man and Elizabeth of this generation? Oh, I hope not. I just, I think it's cool.
1: I hope they're done with
0: all that shit now. Then we have to, uh, what, all that shit
1: just the Seth and Becky public relationship of storyline shit. It doesn't oh. need to be It doesn't need to be pushed as storyline I don't mind them, them acknowledging it. That's my thing. It. Like, it, it, it's hurting both of them. In my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, then we see had the, uh, the best part of the night, I think and a lot of people will say, fuck you, Pasty. No, I marked out for it. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought it was it great. It was perfect. It was, because I mean, they retained both championships. How boring is that? Bring out Brock Lesnar. Yep, yep. And of course, you know, they just
0: won, but Seth Rollins had just expelled all this energy <laughs> after getting pissed off and defending Becky's honor. He just, you know, rage mode, and then you win the title. And in real life, in real life these wrestlers, they get super pumped up and they get super adrenaline, and when the match is over, they're super drained. Yep. So it kind of played right into the storyline and made it believable. It stayed true to Brock's character, I think.
1: Yeah. It was pretty pretty fucking perfect.
0: I liked it. Um, everybody listening to this show knows I have no problem with Brock being champion almost any time. He is the most legitimate guy they have on their roster. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah. And with the way they've been pushing these matches that we haven't seen before a thousand times, it could be, could be good sailing going forward. Could be.
0: Could be, pasty. So that being said... Um what what do you got for the
1: best match of the night? Oh god, probably the main event.
0: Yeah, that that's what I got, the intergender match. I thought was It was Like I said I, I gave it an A+. Of, plus. Yeah,
1: I I expected it to be shit on shingles. Yeah. And it was solid. And I think Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans looked good during the match. They did.
0: They did this match I mean, it made Rollins and Becky look good, but it really put over Corbin and Evans. Yeah. It really did. They're, they're making new stars, and Corbin has been at that cusp for a long time, and nothing's taken him over. This might be it. This might push him over the edge. With that being said, Pasty, what, what grade do you give this pay-per-view as a whole?
1: You know... <clears throat> I think I'm going to go right with you and say A-minus is pretty solid because I was entertained all throughout this pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, there was, you know, a couple, the the handicap match was a was a loss. Yeah. And I admitted I, I skipped the no-holds-barred match just because it didn't intrigue me at all. Even still, Which, that's they, always part get, job, they always get bonus but,
1: points for me when they're done before 10 o'clock.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> always good, too. And like you said, you said you liked the no-holds-barred match, so I can't really dog it much. Yeah. Otherwise, a lot of a lot of good things. Alistair Black's Cesaro was really good. The triple threat tag title match was better than I thought it was going to be. They even did a squash <laughs> well, I thought. So hey, yeah. Joe and Kofi could have been better. AJ Ricochet could have been better, and the handicap match could have just been gone. It's about my 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 negatives.
1: Yep, pretty fair. But that wasn't the only show, pasty. No, no, it was not. Now we must get into AEW Fight for the Fallen. Let's just get it out of the way right now and say the MVP of the show was the fucking arena they held it in. Oh, my gosh. And that what's
0: great about that is that that's Tony Khan's arena. (laughs) He owns that. So, you you know, you know that they are going to be having more events there. Um, other than the fact that it was unbearably hot for most people. And there were a couple, a couple things that, a couple botches that might have just happened because people were overly sweaty. I don't know.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the heat on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, right. God, really pissed me off. All these people in Paris yesterday are complaining about record heat of 100 degrees. Like, fuck you. Try living over here.
0: Let's be honest, though, pasty. I was loving the heat at the get down. Yeah, you were. Everybody else, everybody else was miserable. I was just like, I loved that part of it. I was like, God, this is my shit. I just walking around in shorts, nothing else. It almost no drows on under them. It did. It's my kind of weather, though. I was at home there. Uh, Yeah, no, great, awesome acoustics for an open for an open roof arena. You almost never get that, so. Yeah. This was this was great. It looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And as I, I really said, even liked...
1: the furthest seats, because it was opera house kinda style seating. So the furthest yep. seats away from the ring were still only like 150 feet. Yeah,
0: and I really liked the ramp, although it's it's not perfect depending no. on what you want to do, but yeah. it was kinda it it turned halfway, it was like at a 90 degree angle or a forty-five degree angle, maybe I should say. It was definitely unique. and it had a couple steps down. But it looked good. It looked unique. Maybe just because it's different. Maybe if I seen it three, four times, I'd be sick of it. But the only problem with that is since there are steps, if you're going to roll anything out, which happens a lot in wrestling, mm-hmm. <laughs> just ask Stone Cold or John Moxley. Um, <laughs> it, it wouldn't work unless you, I guess, put a ramp in before it came out or something. And that's, I don't know, whatever. We, we love the arena.
1: Yep. You could actually hear the theme music of most people for the first time ever. It was nice. And hearing the crowd chant, it was nice.
0: Yeah, pre-show match. I didn't watch either it's pre-show the match. Oh my gosh! Don't start, Vince McManning. It's called the buy-in. It's a kickoff show. It's not a pre-show. <laughs> it's a buy-in. It's not a pre-show. It's a fucking pre-show. Shut up. <laughs> Which can we just get done with pre-shows? I don't mind a pre-show being a one-hour recap of what's come up before this and some interviews and stuff like that. But you shouldn't have to tune in to the pre-show to watch a match. No. All the matches should be on the fucking card. Yeah. But whatever. Sorry, I ranted. <laughs> it's not an AEW thing. That's an everybody thing. I mean, I don't mind dark matches. Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, they give you dark matches so the people there in the audience can watch something while everybody's still getting mm-hmm. in and seated and getting everything right. Just do dark matches. You can have people wrestle, but don't ask me to tune in before the event to watch the fucking event. Right.
1: And then we have to watch two matches where JR is not even at ringside yet because he doesn't come out till the main show starts. And I
0: mean, that is kind of a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) The announcing was kind of better here, but they'll get it. JR. There was a couple times
1: that I I can't think of uh, anything. The fucking third dude, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I I found something out. Apparently, he's like a uh, longtime friend of Tony Khan's, so he's oh, going to be there for a while.
1: Damn it! <laughs> they did have uh, uh, Tony Schiavone doing something for the pre-show though, talking about matches. So maybe oh, wow, maybe really? they could get him on the team. That would be that's f- kind
0: of cool. Yeah. I love Tony. Yeah, the voice of my childhood. huh.
1: How great would uh, that th- be with AEW? I thought it would be awesome.
0: <laughs> there was a couple times that Jr. Kind of. And it's him being him, and that's fine, I guess. But he kind of puts down, he doesn't put down the talent, but he puts down what they're doing. And not in like a heel commentator way, but just in like a, that's not the right way to wrestle, boys. You probably shouldn't do that when you're trying to sell the show.
1: Right, especially when this is a show built on young talent doing young things.
0: Yeah, just keep it to yourself, man. Keep it to yourself.
1: He rants about it on
0: Grill and Jr., and that's fine. He'll go on to rants. So I think this this last one I listened to, he was, he, did, he was talking about something completely unrelated, and he's like, that's how they used to do it, not come in there and get hit with five great moves and then not sell it at all because you got to get up and do two other moves because you don't know how to fucking tell a story. <laughs> and that's cool. I love Old Man Yells at Cloud. Right, I'm okay yeah. with that on his own podcast. Yeah.
1: But when you're but trying to sell the product, yeah.
0: Yeah, when you're trying to sell the product, fucking sell the product, buddy. We know you can do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's just I like don't... watching Jim Cornette try to sell some of the shit he has to sit there and watch ah. on MLW. Uh.
0: Jim Cornette, he's just. <laughs> have, you, have you ever looked up the drive thru video? Yes, I think I've, I've, I've talked seen, to I've you seen it before. multiple times, yes. Oh, my God. I love it. Anybody who's listening to this who has it, just look up Jim Cornette drive thru. It's, it's awesome. It's It's Cornet. He, he fucking yeah, he busts a promo on these motherfuckers <laughs> in the fast food joint. Honestly, rightfully so. Uh maybe not as as bad as he did, but they definitely they deserved it. Yeah. But they just didn't make their food. That's shitty. Okay, anyways, this this has really gone off. Man, we're good at that. We're good you? at
1: that. We're still on did track you watch, though. Did you watch any of the buy-in, Pacey? Yes, I did. I did not see the finish of the first match, but I did watch the buy-in.
0: How was the uh, librarian gimmick this time around? Did they play it down a little bit? They
1: tried to play it down somewhat, and they're still, like, in in, um, being the elite and shit, they're, like, trying to say that they're not down with the gimmick, but... You know, it's, it, like I said, still poking fun at the WWE. You get a gimmick, you're stuck with it. Fucking, it'll it'll come to a head eventually, and I'm looking forward to that time. I have I hope high so. hopes for Peter Avalon. He's not great now, <laughs> but I think he could be really good in the future. What they're here to do is build young and talent. And Sonny Kiss, I mean, obviously you've got a star there. Ah, Sonny Kiss. I don't, I don't even have to say it, like, just...
0: Yeah, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. he's He's got all the charisma. Uh-huh. He's got all the he's charisma. He's got too much charisma. <laughs> he's he's you know how Razor Ramon was oozing
1: machismo? Yes. Well, he's
0: oozing charisma. He's oozing charisma.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, that needs to be a shirt.
1: <laughs> how about uh, I want to see the, the, Sunny Kiss versus Velveteen Dream. Oh my gosh. Dream match. Dream match. Oh. Velveteen
0: Dream match. What about the the women's tag team match? Um
1: Honestly, this B. was a debut for Shoko both Nakajima. B. Priestley and Shoko Nakajima, and they showed up and showed out. I, You know, Britt Baker and Riho
0: are two of their biggest female stars outside of probably Awesome yeah, Kong. Yeah, Britt Baker did and not look
1: happy to not be wrestling on the main card. She, oh, she, really? She came out kind of looking upset.
0: Wow, that's... That's
1: that, that's just something... I mean, maybe maybe it's nothing. Maybe that's just something I noticed. But to me, it, it looked like she was kind of pissed to be on the, the pre-card. Whoa! And then well, to lose. I mean, but I mean, she's I mean, still positioned as one of the tops. Yeah,
0: and she's, you know, she's been pushed well. So I guess you could understand her maybe... Expecting to uh, I wonder if she uh I wonder if she called up Adam Cole afterwards and was like, God damn it, <laughs> they didn't put me on the show.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, baby, we'll get you there. Well, I mean and I do think Riho was the one to take the pin in the end too. So Yeah. So that helps they got such a well. star in Riho. She's yeah.
0: she's got she's got years ahead of, of her. She could wrestle another twenty years. It's just
1: a shame Khan doesn't want to do intergender matches because I would love to see some of her and Omega and what they could do with AEW. Yeah, yeah, that was, as we
0: mentioned last week, that's, I think you can get a lot out of intergender matches when they're done right. Uh And you just, you need to look no further than, um, God, now I'm spacing her. I'm spacing (sighs) out.
1: I'm only on my third beer. I think that's my problem. That's what happens when you leave the galaxy early. It does not leave you. Oh, my gosh. It's been a Um, rough week for me. I get so much sleep, and I still feel like I'm dragging. Why can't I think of her name?
0: The best woman wrestler right now wrestles in Impact, MLW, wrestles men. Her her Tully Blanchard and Magnum T.A., her dad. Tessa Blanchard. Oh, my gosh. I was really... I had everything else down except her name. Her birth date is this. Her social security <laughs> number. Yeah. Look no further than Tessa Blanchard to show that, I mean, you can do tasteful intergender matches.
1: Yeah. But that, that match look was at Candace pretty Leray. Leray, But yeah, <laughs>
0: Candice LeRae, you know, she was awesome in intergender matches. She's in WWE now, and she never will, which is fine. She's making good money, but her and Joey Ryan... We're great together, great against each other. Their match against the Young Bucks was awesome. Bloody. Anyways, we're going off again.
1: We have the actual card, pasty. Yes, we do. And we kicked off the show with a six-man tag team match. Sing the likes of MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears defeating Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. You know, I,
0: I said this on one of the other shows, and they seem to be falling in this pattern. I think this match had too many people in it,
1: and they're all heels in their own right. You know, you have like um, it's basically the good heels versus the bad heels, <laughs> right? I mean, S- Sammy Guevara stood out on this and one. MJ kind and John really shouldn't out. have been on the same team, but I think that just sets something up forward down the line. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of seemed thrown together. Sammy G was the fucking star of this match, though. Darby Allen yeah. did really good, too. But Sammy G, yeah. Sammy,
0: Sammy stood out to me. I thought and it was he didn't awesome. Come I out thought with he did a stupid panda
1: head, which gave him yep. even more points in my book.
0: Yep. The only couple notes I have here, other than Sammy G, was the one that stood out to me. But he stood out well. Uh, they went for a Tower of Doom move, I think. And they kind of screwed it up. I wasn't exactly sure what they were trying to do. Similar to the Ricochet AJ brainbuster thing, it's like I could—they botched it so bad I really couldn't tell what they were doing. <laughs> but whatever they did, they did it. And the other thing is, if you go back and watch this, if they don't edit it like WWE does, they actually go to show Shad Khan in the audience and the motherfucker's sleeping. Already in the of Yeah, and, so, and they kind of turn the camera sideways so that. <laughs> A woman's face is in, a woman's head is in front of him, and so you just kind of see his hair and facial hair, and then, oh, Shaq Khan's enjoying the moment. It's just like, oh man, and as you and I talked about, I mean, I get it. He's not a wrestling fan; right. he's just there to support his son. It's it's all the other fans were lively and impepped. I just I just thought somebody should have been watching that monitor before they cut to him. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, and maybe, you know, just have him come out and sit ringside for the main event. That way you can catch him, you know, showing excitement for the main event.
0: Oh, speaking of uh, monitoring and production, we got to talk about that at the end of the show. But
1: um, Actually, I have some notes on this. Let me just buy some time for a second.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fine. You go get your stuff. I got my stuff. Coming up next, though, we had Brandy Rhodes. Okay, wait. With, <laughs> oh, you have some notes on this match? I do. Okay,
1: go ahead, yes. buddy. I, I like that Sean Spears is calling himself the chairman of AEW.
0: Oh, I don't even have that in my notes. So cool. I don't
1: like it. I like it because so much. I mean, unless, he's not the original chairman.
0: Yeah, unless he, unless he, and some people do, they, wrestlers will go out of their way and call another wrestler and ask if it's okay. La Parca was the chairman of WCW because he always used the chair. And La Parka's still wrestling as L.A. Parks. So, to me, if Sean Spears didn't get the okay from him, that's just a bro code no,
1: bro. Yeah. Well, but I would assume he probably did. You hope so? I would hope so, yes. Uh, but B... Let's see.
0: He's still never going to be La Parka unless he starts dancing on the chair,
1: too, though. At, Come on. at one point... Janela put up his dukes and then backed away from MJF shades of his encounter with uh, with, with Enzo at the fair oh I <laughs> didn't even think about yeah. that well I, I just I take weird notes uh, no, fun. and then Janela dives face first into the turnbuckle Jr. says that turnbuckle could use a little barbecue sauce
0: <laughs> fucking Jr. Oh, I love him.
1: And then Sammy G. The reason I called him a rock star was for the shooting star press to the outside, where he lands on his feet into a standing Spanish fly. Oh shit! I yeah, I forgot all about that. I had to. I had to like make sure I got that down word for word because that was something that
0: was so fucking amazing. Yes. That was amazing. But yeah, out of six men, kind of to me, Sammy was the only one that stood out. Which isn't bad, I guess, but I don't know. I I, I I feel like AEW wants to save the really good stuff for the end, and you should save the uh. best for the end, but you want to open strong, too, and they don't ever seem to open strong. I wish strong. these
1: free shows didn't feel like free shows. I yeah. mean, I get it. They do weekly is... TV yet,
0: but... Yep. And that is one of my notes I have is that it kinda it would be a good episode of TV and for free, you can't bitch about the price, obviously. You know, you're spending nothing but your time. Yeah. But if you're trying to sell yourself also, sell yourself. I do it a lot. Right. That's how I pay rent. And then
1: AEW totally sold themselves in the next match where Brandy Rhodes defeated Ellie <sighs> with the help of Awesome Kong. Just to set up a match with Awesome Kong and Aja Kong, which, come on, we already knew we were getting that. Just come on. Plus, neither one of them are in the fucking match. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> you have a whole match with a, a great athlete like Allie. Yeah.
1: And I mean, and- Brandy Rhodes won. She didn't win clean, so that's points in my book. Yeah,
0: I just if wish she gonna- would have won dirty er. Yeah. She just kind of Awesome Kong tripped Allie, and then Brandy ended up taking advantage of her. Unless I missed something more. I
1: didn't really watch the match part of this match. I did watch the post. I mean, my my notes,
0: two notes, boring and sloppy, and then the last note was it's awesome to see Aja Kong again. <laughs> nothing <laughs> That's
1: nothing what I'm good, good about away with. Brandy, though?
0: No. Okay. No, she's nepotism at, at its worst. Well, I mean, I, yeah, but
1: if, if, you, if you spin that into the character and still don't use her a whole lot, yeah, if she wasn't, if she wasn't not in ring character
0: as a manager or something like that, that would be great.
1: You I say, that she's uh, always a contender and never a champion. Don't, don't. I don't think they will put the belt on her, but.
0: But then I mean, we have the first AEW Women's Champion, Brandy
1: Rhodes. <laughs> and I still say, if they do it right, they can do just fine. They've been doing good by Cody so far, mostly, and sure, why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're all. It's all even even I mean, with, Kenny, Omega, what is this, Kenny
1: Omega, the guy you would assume to be pushed to the top of this company, still at this point has zero victories in AEW.
0: And remember, wins and losses matter, so he should not get a title shot right. anytime soon. Right. If they, if if what they <laughs> say is true. Um I was gonna say something again, but I forgot. <laughs> one thing though I do want to note is they still they only have like one storyline in the women's division and i would like to see them get behind the women's division a little more but it's hard it's hard when you're just doing these oh what i was saying was they've only had four shows so far so it's kind of hard to judge them and it's really hard to judge them in any way other than just look at this match and this show and this because we don't know where they're going and we don't know what's going to happen when they're on tnt right you know tnt will get involved with creative a little bit as well. There's different things they will have to do. Con, uh, Tony Khan has already come out and said, you know, we're not going to have hardcore blood and guts, ruthless stuff on the shows on TNT, but we're going to do some of that during the pay-per-views.
1: And that's what pay-per-views should be. They should be ramped up and not just say the yeah. same thing as you watch on Raw and SmackDown every week, WWE.
0: Exactly. Next, we have the six-man match. We had the Dark Order or the Super Smash Brothers versus a boy and his dinosaur versus Angelico. And Jacques Evans. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I don't have this in my notes, but I took a great screen capture of uh, Angelico. I know I, I put Jack Evans on yours, but it's Angelico. He got hit like on the side of the head or something and he's selling an ear injury. And he, he's in the corner waiting, you know, because he tagged in uh, Jack Evans. And it just looks like Annaliko's taking a phone call in the middle of the match. It's <laughs> awesome. I haven't put it up on, on our Facebook page yet. I have to do that and edit it or something. This but... is
1: one of the matches I did not see, but I heard, <laughs> and the crowd was loud the whole match through. So I assume it was very good.
0: This, I thought this was good. I thought this was good. Uh, what I didn't like, to be honest, is... <sighs> What's his name? Maven, something Maven. The announcer we don't like anyways. He broke kayfabe by calling the, the Dark Order Canadian.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're then, from Parts Unknown. Yeah, yeah Excalibur from Canada. had to be like,
0: oh, wow, you uh, broke the news that Parts Unknown is in Canada, huh? <laughs> so, come on, buddy. just They need to get him off of there.
1: They, they also uh, need was, to change Uno's name. if the other one's Stu Grayson.
0: Yeah, yeah. Player Uno or Evil Uno. Yeah, they need to do something with that. I will say for as much as they've been teasing the Dark Order and and tempting us with them and, and putting all this into it, it was cool to see them win. They didn't pull a WWE and sell them, sell them, sell them, and then their first match they lose. Right, and
1: you could have definitely put over Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus.
0: Oh, those guys are over. They don't. They don't ever have to win again. I'm going to regret saying that. I want that, them to, but they don't ever have to win. I I didn't like to see Marco stunt interfere yeah, so many Marco times, stunt, right in man. front of the ref. Right in front of the ref, he kept getting involved, and
1: there was never a DQ. And I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? I don't think I'm ever going to get behind that tiny boy in wrestling on a, yeah. on, a, on this kind of level. Uh, he just put out a, a rap song, buddy. Maybe you can get into him on that. Really? I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, then I just think I actually actually have, the only reason he's there is to like have good matches with Jungle Boy, I think. Could be.
0: Uh, could be. And Jungle Boy is tiny. He, yeah. he can't have a good match with everybody, right? at least not yet. I mean, he's still really green. Yeah. He's one of the greenest ones on the roster. He's
1: definitely best off in the tag division for now with Luchasaurus. Those two
0: make a great team. They're just fun. You can you can feel the chemistry. Uh-huh. They like each other. Yeah, this was actually a, a really good match. And then Pasty. I complained about it at their last pay-per-view, and they're at least making strides to improve it. I'm going to give them a pat on the back. They had a great Hangman Page video package going into this uh, Page-Kip match. I thought that was cool. I was impressed with it. Whoever they got doing their production, A+. Plus. And this is what they need more of. They need, especially these free shows, you're getting people tuning in who have never seen the product, probably some of them that's never heard of any of these people. Mm-hmm. You have to sell the stories. You to
1: strive to sell your next $50 pay-per-view. Exactly. That's what this
0: should be is a giant uh, commercial. Um... This was, this was a good match. I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I didn't write a lot of notes, and I'm trying to think back because this show I did watch a couple weeks ago. But I do I do remember the, the final string of pins and counters that ended with the Deadeye. That was just beautiful. That was poetry in motion. Yeah. That's wrestling I can get behind. I loved
1: it. Yeah, I love the, the, the pinning combos. Those are always fun. I I did have to note that uh, Kip Sabian attempted to kiss a male older male super er, fan at ringside when he was talking shit. It was amazing, and I loved it. And it, it you need more of that. It was great. Um, and then Hangman Page power bomb over the top rope onto the ramp and top rope swinging neck breaker.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that top rope neck breaker is awesome. Yes, very awesome. And terrifying. yeah, the power bomb too was was good. That's the other nice thing about having a ramp like that too though. You can use you can use the ramp in that way, but it's not as far of a fall for the people and so it's a little safer. Yep. Maybe maybe doesn't look as good, but I think it sells itself. It's the hardest part of the ramp.
1: It was a pretty solid <laughs> match though. I didn't give it 100% attention and I wish I would have because I think it was probably worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't take a lot of notes, but that's because I was watching it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was fun. Kip Sabian has a future. Hangman Page, you know, I think, I think he definitely has a future. I think he's going to get pushed strong and, and that's good. He might not, he might, he is not the best wrestler in the promotion, he Will be, but he's a character that you can really build. And he still has room to improve. I mean,
1: and he's a young, perfect face for your company. It's, it's either him or MJF. You know what I mean? And MJF isn't so oh, cross-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> that is not so fast
0: friendly thats true. <laughs> then we got into Lucha Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored. Yes. Um, I absolutely fucking loved the, the Lucha Brothers Super Sentai outfits yes, they came out that's with. that's
1: exactly what my first note is as well.
0: <laughs> but... The first thing that also made me think of was it made me even more sad that they didn't do the Mortal Kombat last show. Right. Okay. It was like, God, <laughs> come on, guys. You fuck, you could have hit it. You could have hit a home run. <laughs> but no, it looked awesome. I loved the outfits and it's just, it shows what they can do with their, their outfits and their gimmicks. And it would have been great last time. They missed the boat and hopefully in the future, whoever they got doing their outfits, their costume. Oh man, it was awesome. Loved it.
1: And then the other note I have, I didn't take a wrestling note, but the ref missed catching Pentagon Jr.'s glove and was given a second and then chance. And he threw it again. Yep.
0: Oh, I have that in my notes, too.
1: But Aubrey caught the glove
0: on the second throw. Never give She's up. She's really lucky she caught it on that
1: second throw or the crowd would oh, not have man. had that.
0: No, they wouldn't have. And for any of you who maybe not know exactly what we're talking about, if for some reason you don't watch the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., his, his his zero fear, Sierra Miero, he does, like, a zero with his hands, like, OK, and then downwards, like, an M. And when he's really selling it, he takes the glove off one finger at a time, and then he tosses it from behind his back over his head to the referee, and the referee catches it, and she missed it. She did miss it. But she gave it back <laughs> to him, and he gave her a second shot, and that was awesome. I loved that. Yep. That was better than her catching yes, it. Yes, it
1: was. It was redemption (laughs) but then I just imagine if she didn't catch it the second time a whole bunch of people would have got up and walked out that's just my mental picture
0: it'd be another you suck ref chant Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Um, these refs suck these refs suck we want Earl we want Earl (laughs) but again I have the same
0: complaint I had with the six man match which is Daniels comes in, and he interferes right in front of the ref, hits a best Meltzer ever, and they're not DQ'd. Maybe, are maybe we the going with ECW rules yeah, here? New or Japan I mean, I mean, even on. New
1: Japan plays at light on certain matches.
0: Yeah, but usually not seconds interfering, but sometimes. I mean, just just don't do it so blatant. I'd rather eventually. the eventually. Yeah, he, yeah, he got. Yeah, he did get thrown out, but it was a blatant disqualification. He interfered in the match. The refs, you can make them look dumb. It's better to make the refs look dumb mm. by not seeing things than to make the refs look incompetent by not doing their job. And I so mean, it, I'd is, like it, to it see, is too
1: soon to kind of judge them based on rule sets because we don't know yet. But
0: yeah, but explain them a little yeah, better. Or something. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't like a. A huge ma- same with the six man, it wasn't a huge major feud where it's like, Oh, the ref's looking the other way because you know, we got that later on in the night, and I'm fine with that. When it's a big, heavy, heated thing, sometimes you don't count them out when they're on the outside sometimes because you don't want it to end at a disqualification, but it just doesn't have to be that obvious.
1: Yeah, I agree. Other than that, it was a pretty good match, and it ended with the Lucha Brothers climbing on top of a ladder and challenging the Young Bucks to a ladder match uh, for what I don't know because they still haven't announced the tag team championships yet. Oh no, it's supposed to be for the AAA tag team titles again. Yep, that's AAA right. AAA titles, that's right. which will be awesome. Oh no, that, that's, that's going to be, be a real fun match. ladder match.
0: I cannot wait. I, I'm going to look got, forward to never Phoenix. looking at
1: WWE ladder matches the same again. <laughs> You got Phoenix's high flying stuff that
0: he's gonna bust out, and then you got Pentagon's Uh bloodlust that's really gonna come out. Could you just imagine him just manipulating and torturing guys in the rungs of the
1: ladder? And oh, oh, I just, I can't wait. I'm getting it's going down at a paid pay per view, so you you know it's gonna. be So you should get your money's worth. Yes. And then we
0: have pasty, what in my opinion may be the best AEW
1: match to date. Cool, you're going to have to talk me through it.
0: Shima and Omega? Yes, yes. You didn't watch Shima and Omega? I don't know
1: what happened. I, either I was dozing off or something, but I didn't watch this, and I only caught, like, the beginning of the next match.
0: Oh, my gosh. You have <laughs> to go back and watch Shima Omega. You know, sometimes there's dream matches in wrestling, and this was, they, they called it a dream match. And when I first said that, I was like, this isn't a fucking dream match. I know Shima's <laughs> been around forever and Omega's, but I've never sat down and been like, God, if Shima and Omega could get together. But my God, it was a dream match. I just didn't know I wanted it. There you go. This match is one of those matches uh, I'm going to have to s- sit back and think because there was so much sit, great stuff. Shima hit like had to have hit Seventeen, twenty Meteoras on Omega, which did start to get kind of old. I, I don't like people hitting their finishers so many times and and not getting it, but uh, Omega hit V-triggers on Shima. They, um, they did a Omega did a top rope powerbomb on Shima, which Shima God, he landed scarily on his head. That was another one of those ones I'm thinking it might have been a uh, too sweaty sort of deal. Yeah. I I don't know but Oh um Shima Diddy um What did he he hit something on the on the side rail and then hit a Meteora. I don't remember what he did on the side of the ring. Again it's been a a while. A couple
1: of weeks, yes. God um, I feel bad. There's no excuse I do, oh, that I, I didn't remember, go back and rewatch this because I wanted to watch these matches. I even want. I, I. I'm really anticipating the the main event.
0: I do remember Omega did, and I think I might have this in order. He hit a Snapdragon Suplex, a V trigger, a neck breaker, and a V trigger, and then got Shima up for the One Winged Angel, and Shima still got out. I thought that was going to be the end. And then Omega actually hit a. Uh, Tiger Driver 98. I thought that was going to be the end. It wasn't. There were so many near falls in here. And in a really good Isn't way. Really a very, very new a good Japan Omega type match? way. Yeah, yeah. A very new Japan type way, yes. for sure. And then Omega hit the one wing danger for the victory. So I, God, I, I just... Shima, if he didn't make a superstar of himself to fans around the world, I don't know what's wrong with them. Omega's already you know what the biggest name in independent wrestling mm-hmm. i don't even know if you can call it independent wrestling nope. anymore but he was you know or well new japan isn't even really independent so but anyways yeah huge name this match i recommend if everybody only watches one match on this card watch this because it was amazing
1: honestly i'll probably go back and rewatch it after we get done here
0: yeah i recommend it
1: and then we had the main hey. event, a 60-minute time limit tag team match, seeing the Young Bucks defeating the Brotherhood. Now, I did see the opening of this match where Cody said to Dustin, one more time.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's rumors that this is actually Rhodes' Dustin Rhodes' Dustin Runnels, whatever you want to call him. His, this could be his last Red match. Dust. This might be his retirement match. Um, This was entertaining. It told a good story. I liked it. You know, you got the face versus face sort of deal going, but that works in this situation. Uh, there's a very clear difference, Pasty, in the match quality when the Bucks go up against a team that can actually match their athleticism and creativity right. and Cody and gold dust are old school wrestling guys. I have to say this again. Uh, there was nothing really wrong with this match, but it was, it was pretty mediocre, especially, especially following it, it. hurt it following Shima Omega. Yeah, it definitely hurt it. I get that. This is, I mean, this is a bigger marquee match, obviously, But I just, I I left the match feeling like, okay, that was a good match. But for the Bucks and Cody and Dustin and the story they've told, and if it's Dustin's last match, if it's his last match, it was a really good match. He shouldn't be ashamed of anything. These two teams, to me, just again, didn't quite gel together, and it kind of showed. But as a last match
1: for Dustin, it works.
0: Yeah, and maybe you know again with the high heats and them waiting all day, and obviously Cody, Matt, and Nick are are in creative and in production, so they're Vince McMahoning around all day. I mean, it could have just been they were just wore out mentally, mm. physically, everything. That that's always possible, also. Oh, one it, thing it I did want to
1: point out too is the main card started like eleven minutes before the the thirty minute mark of the hour it was in. So the whole timing of the pay-per-view was off, like... So do we want to get into that now? I mean, we can. Uh, You don't have to talk too terribly much about this main event, because I would like to see it with my own eyes. Okay, uh, then
0: we're done talking about the main event. So... God, these guys are going to be starting a TV show pretty soon. They have to get their technical shit together. They didn't know when they were on the air... Um, Jim Ross is throwing to he's like, Hey, we're gonna throw to this. Are we throwing to this? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, hey, here, here we go. We're doing this. <laughs> and then after the main event, um, was it Nick Jackson? He's out there right on TV trying to give a, a promo. And he's
1: like, are, are we on the air? Are we still so on? That was Cody. Cody's like, I, I don't okay, know Cody. if we're still yeah. on the
0: air. Yeah, it's like, You guys, this is that. that not going to be able to work in TV. Honestly, TNT I just ain't think, put up with I that think shit. they
1: did such a good job with all, um, double or nothing with their timing of everything. I think I think yeah. they're using these free shows as an opportunity to experiment with what might work. Because all in we know, which it wasn't an AEW no. show, but all in we know had timing uh, issues. Well, and also, I have to point out, part of the reason why I didn't watch every match on this pay-per-view is because between every match, my uh, bleacher report kept freezing, and so I'd have to back out and go back in, probably two or three times before it would actually set.
0: And let's also say, for a... Again, we don't know the promotion, the company, anything, so we don't know what kind of pay-per-view this would be, but to me, if this was WWE, this wouldn't be one of the big four, I wouldn't no. think. They went over four hours. And then in the post-match interview, I think that was Cody again was yeah. talking about how well, oh, people are complaining about it being too long, but we want to let everybody get. No, you can't. You have to serve your audience. Mm. You can't do what you want to do when you're on TV. When you're doing your own pay-per-views, sure, do whatever the fuck you want. You know, if Bleacher Report's fine with it, then do it. But you can't sit there and tell me I have to watch four hours of a pay per view straight through. You can't sit there. I mean, people are complaining about it. Hear it. Don't don't Vince McMahon it and just be like, oh, it's the fans' problem. Hear their their issues and be like, okay, maybe we cut some stuff out. Maybe we cut it down a little bit. Maybe we work on. They need timing is their biggest yeah. thing right now. They need to yeah. work on when they're going to be live on TV.
1: Fuck, well, like you I said, have when, when the pressure's on on, double or nothing. They did a really good job. And so they did fantastic. I'm thinking All Out will be... will Hopefully, really solid again. And I'm expecting a lot from I, I am too. And that's where I think if, if they let me down, that's where I'm going to give them a uh, my first not great grade.
0: And I know we have to move on, but I just have to say one more thing, somewhat production related. For this being a charity show, they only mentioned charity, I think, once. They never put out a phone number to call to donate, a website to donate, never put up a a graphic of whichever one they're donating to, they really dropped... I, I get that 100% of the gate is going to this charity. For a charity show, you got to sell that charity. and Maybe they just didn't want to shove know it, was it down a your throats, show,
1: the same way WWE does. But, yeah, I mean, but if you didn't know it was a charity, a charity show, you wouldn't have known. That.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't have known this was a charity show unless you knew ahead of time it was a charity show. Yeah. They just didn't mention it. You don't have to shove it down your throats, but at least twice during it, do a small little commercial with the grab. At least show the fucking graphic and website. How hard is it to put that shit up, yeah. you know? That was kind of weird. That was... Especially with uh, Omega throwing a hissy fit on Twitter about how WWE running Evolve is going to take money away from
1: the charity. Which, no. no. They, they weren't in the same town. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's not even... If you're running it for free streaming, right. it's not. But, but then he goes off about that and, again... Even the people streaming, if they chose to watch Evolve, they didn't learn anything less about the charity than I right, learned. Yeah. So I, I didn't like that. It, it's a small nitpick, but I do think they had a thing
1: about it in the pre-show.
0: Well, they probably did, and I know Jr. mentioned it once, just because it had something to do with what was going on in the ring.
1: Yeah.
0: But and it's a great, yeah. It's against and, and gun Kenny violence and stuff. And at it's the a great, end of the night,
1: he, he said uh, goodbye, kiss, and good night, boing. So that was a thing.
0: The fuck is that? Am I supposed to know he, what that is? Well, he
1: does goodnight bang, but he said yeah. boing instead because of victims oh, okay. of gun violence. okay, I, I get it.
0: Okay, sorry. I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Took me a yeah. second. I was like, I
1: don't know. It was woo. a thing.
0: What is boing? Okay, no, <laughs> I like that. That is cool. That is cool, he changed. He didn't pull a WWE on that and just be like, you know. Oh, no bullying, right. but we're going to go to Saudi Arabia where to kill Instead of using
1: a finger gun, he pulls out a realistic-looking plastic pistol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pulls, out, pulls out Steve Austin's bang pistol <laughs> that, he, that made Vince pee his pants. Oh, man, but enough talking about all elite wrestling, Pasty. It is time for the Weekly Elite Dirt... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yes,
1: folks, it is time for the Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet, so let's get dirty with it. That mech. All Elite Wrestling's weekly series on TNT will premiere on Wednesday, October 2nd. Second, because it's going to be decadent. Coincidentally, the same week WWE SmackDown moves from USA Network to Fox. According to the initial press release, the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. will host the inaugural episode of AEW on TNT. Then, the weekly two-hour show will be filmed from different cities across the United States going forward. The promotion will be running at different-sized arenas based off of demand. They will be looking into holding arenas that can hold 6,000 to 11,000 people. You're still selling yourself short, guys, with no house shows or other programming other than their pay-per-views as to let talent have the week to rest and recuperate. Meltzer tells a different tale, though, saying their goal is to run 100 to 120 live events per year, including many Saturday night house shows. Outside of those shows, they're expected to run 51 TV show days and up to four pay-per-views. In regards to live events, there are thoughts of doing more than one house show a week. The top talent would work in the area 75 matches per year.
0: So even, even with them having these house shows, it's going to be a hell of an easier schedule than oh, WWE. Yeah. I know it sounds like a lot, 100 to 120 live events per year, but if they do two, if they're anything like WWE does and used to do, for the most part, if you run two live events in the same week, you probably have different wrestlers on yeah. them. Yeah. Not all the and wrestlers should And they should do it on show. a
1: sign-up sheet basis. Now, I'm assuming it's going to be mostly the younger guys and not your top stars. Yeah. and. And then award them for doing that, you know? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> if the top guys are only doing 75 matches per year, roughly, yeah. and 51 of them are TV days, and then you have four pay-per-views, they're obviously not going to hit up a lot I do of the for shows than four just pay-per-views. every now and then. Eight would be great. Well, my, my guess is, I'm thinking it's going to be the four pay-per-views and then a few of these free shows, yeah, that's- which again...
1: I'm, okay if with, you do If you do a pay-per-view or a, a $50 pay-per-view quarterly and then every two months or every month and a half on the alternate you do a free show, that could be okay.
0: Yep. Just like the old WWE in your house, which was a slightly cheaper pay-per-view and just usually wasn't slightly as good, although a lot of times they were. Some people still say Canadian Stampede is the best one ever, and I'm, I'm one of those people. Um, so yeah, and it is going to be live. So... That's a plus. I thought I was going to say something else, but anyways, I'm excited to see their we're I still not going so to know about this company
1: 6000 to 11000. Oh, that's like That's what I was going to
0: say. Thank you, Pasty. But remember the wise words of Paul Heyman. I would rather fill a 2500 seat um, arena or or you know, place and be full than to have five thousand people in a ten thousand seat arena, especially when you're doing TV. I mean, that makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, I, I get it. Especially with running Starting out of Wednesday, small and they can always you might not growl. have the people. But at least for your fucking for your pay per views, you got to step up to bigger venues because oh, now, will now for their it's just it's getting it's getting like you're doing it on purpose and. You could do better. And that's where I'm at. Well, and they just, they don't know until they
0: start doing weekly. They don't, you know, they've been selling out and they've been, of course, a couple of the free shows haven't sold out. Actually, I don't think any of the free mm. shows sold out. But nonetheless, this is when they're only running one show every few months. You know, I mean, once we're getting product every week, you can guarantee the number of people coming is probably going to go down before it goes up just because we're, then we're going to see it every week and it's not such a spectacle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're smart starting off s- small and you can always get a bigger arena. I don't know. But
1: they it's, it's going to
0: be exciting. The I Jackson can't wait Mill for October. stadium.
1: That should be their first experimental let's try to sell out a fucking stadium. <laughs> right. Although that's probably not a hot spot for wrestling. I mean, Florida, it, it's got to be, right? Because NXT is oh, there. Florida is a huge hotbed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Florida was one of the biggest territories back I mean, in the Florida. day. Florida. <sighs> Damn. Oh, yeah, you got flow right. <laughs> uh But another hotbed is Chicago. Yes. And uh, Chicago makes wrestling fans, for some reason, still to this day, think of CM Punk. And Pasty, CM Punk did an interview with ESPN recently. Oh, really? And he, yeah, he actually opened up about his relationship with AEW, if you could call it that. He's quoted in the interview saying, They asked if I wanted to do StarCast. That's basically it. There's no mad scientist formula to it. I hate traveling. And then when Punk was asked if he has a relationship with AEW, he responded, no. I know that they like to talk about me a lot. If I text Matt Jackson, hey, have a great show tonight, which I did when they had their big show in Vegas. That somehow turns into Tony Khan telling people he has a great relationship with me. I've said in the past, I've talked to them, but nothing ever came of anything. Now, Punk did confirm that AEW made him an offer. He says, the last thing I got, I got a text from Cody, and again, I almost don't even know how to reply to them sometimes, because if I reply, they do interviews, and are like, oh yeah, I just talked to Punk. I'm kind (laughs) of damned if I do, damned if I don't. I always think if somebody wants to do business with me, they can come talk to me. Texting offers isn't really a way to do good business, at least. It was text through three people, and an offer came in through text. This is like a month ago, maybe.
1: I still think it's spin. I still think CM Punk for for All Out confirmed.
0: I do want to say if this isn't to work and this is a shoot, I I guess I'm not I'm not in if a big I got business a nowadays. But it does CM seem Punk, weird.
1: I would totally screenshot it and put it everywhere.
0: Oh shit! It's raining pretty hard at my house.
1: Um, <clears throat> not like last weekend. Yeah. I hope.
0: I... <laughs> I don't know how business is done nowadays because I don't own a large business, but to me, texting an offer does seem a little off.
1: But but they they run their whole business know, these are through very, a group chat text things. So yeah,
0: these are very social media. Yeah, so I don't know.
1: I would but assume they they are Punk like at, I am too. Like if you can talk to me at a text message, do that. Don't fucking call me. I don't want to sit here and hold my phone to my head.
0: So if you take Punk at face value. He wants to do StarCast. He's behind these guys and in favor of them and everything, but he's not really interested in pro wrestling. Um, and if you think it's a work, they're working it pretty good because Hangman Page put out a tweet not too long ago to uh, Cody, and I don't remember what he said, but he was talking about a storyline, and he was like, and he ended it with but you know texting offers isn't really a way to do good business at least <laughs> so literally copying what what punk said so that makes me think it's more of a work yeah i don't see hangman doing something like that disrespectfully it, but it would be or, a good I mean, way for punk them. to come
1: in as a heel like like be that same heel heat level as jericho which would be weird i
0: hope it wouldn't kill mjf's
1: push i think i think mjf is going to rule the mid card for a while before he goes up to the bigs. I'm really, I'm really just in between With that storyline um, where he's leeching off of Cody and Brandy sees through it. And he and Brandy spat. Yeah. And I think, I think that plays out for quite a while. And I think Cody is his, his ticket into the main event. When that all comes to a head.
0: I just wish I had a, a crystal ball that would show me how many big name talents is good enough. And how many, is too God, I much. feel like they're right on the cusp. That's just it. I don't. I don't think they can get a whole lot more. No. Obviously, Punk would be huge because he hasn't been
1: around and forever. If you get punk, I say that's where you fucking stop. Just stop. But yeah, and it's... only sign him for like a year. Yeah.
0: But Pacey, there's wrestling in the world other than all elite wrestling. Is there?
1: Well, that brings us to the Savage Sentinel. That's right. First up. PW Insiders reporting Anna Anthem Media, the parent company of Impact Wrestling, has reportedly been in talks about purchasing Axis TV Network for the past few months. Impact officials reportedly planned to announce they were moving to Axis on Monday after the recent Slammiversary 17 pay per view, if the timeline worked out as they were hoping. The deal for Axis was never finalized, however. PW Insider added the potential purchase would not change the WOW or NJPW relationships with AXIS as the station and its programming would remain in place as it is now although the purchase would see Anthem-owned content including Impact Wrestling move over to AXIS. So
0: that's... So, this seems like it could be a long shot but goddamn, if AXIS TV had New Japan Women of Wrestling and Impact Wrestling, that'd be the spot to go for a wrestling really fan, wanted. at least an indie wrestling really fan. Wanted. Holy shit. And you know how
1: to target all your advertising. Oh, no <laughs> shit. That's, I just think that's kind of cool.
0: I, I don't think it would happen. I, I don't know that Anthem's big enough or has enough money to you do know, it.
1: Before the WWE but, Network existed, I always wanted a TV channel where it was just all wrestling all the time. That's what Vince that's wanted. What, yeah, that's what the WWE Network was going to be originally, if I remember correctly.
0: Yep, yep. It was going to be just like a, a cable station, just like CNN, all news, 24 Probably hours. Probably more this like is HBO,
1: be... you pay us like X amount of bucks a month and you can watch this channel.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it'd basically be like the um, the feature that I don't think anybody uses on WWE Network where they have a now playing. <laughs> Does anybody fucking just turn on the WWE Network and be like, I just want to see I what's on? I look at the on.
1: schedule because it usually shows you what's recent. Oh, I don't even do that. I
0: just find what I'm looking for. Or I or I just go looking through, like, original content yeah. or updated old content. But PW Insider is uh, making a lot of noise about these wrestling companies. So we've talked about uh, Impact here and, of course, working with WoW and New Japan well, seems that, according to PW Insider, Ring of Honor and Billy Corgan's NWA National Wrestling Alliance have ended their working relationship. No
1: way!
0: The deal between ROH and the NWA has seen NWA title matches occur at ROH tapings. However, the working relationship between the two companies has ended amicably in large part due to the NWA wanting to develop a weekly TV series of their own. Pacey, there's going to be too much fucking wrestling to watch. There's
1: already too much wrestling to watch. We're lucky we're in a fucking little kind of dead zone here.
0: Can you believe if you would have went and talked to 16-year-old me back in the early 90s when it was WCW and even late 90s when it was WCW, ECW and WWE and told me there would be this much content not only on TV, well, I wouldn't have been able to fathom the internet part of it, so yeah, even just on TV, gah, I wouldn't have believed you. (laughs) So, it's cool that they're making strives for that, but it is a shame. And NWA had a a great platform with ROH, and hopefully in the future they can, you know, it says they ended amicably, so nobody's really According to the the press release, everything's good between them, and they could always do work in the future. I would future. assume
1: they will. NWA just wants to get a good footing on their own. Yeah,
0: I I, I agree. Well, it's got to be all the fucking wrestling companies we can talk about yet, right? There isn't any left.
1: to oh, say. Oh, but there's still Major League Wrestling. Oh my yes, god! And they, well, they couldn't have another another
0: wrestling company, oh, but right? They announced their I mean, partnering with stop, Pro it, Wrestling I'm
1: Noah. Th- Oh my gosh! No way! <laughs> <laughs> this shit's getting MLW crazy. MLW CEO Court Bauer confirmed that the relationship between the two companies includes a talent exchange agreement and content collaboration. Kenta, Minoru Suzuki, Taji Ishimori, Hiroshi Tanahashi. There's just a few of the notable names who will come, who have come through NOAA. Although they're technically not with no. NOAA
0: now, so don't expect to but see them on MLW. expect to see people <laughs>
1: who can rock on that level. Or oh, will yeah. be this able was, This
0: was like a breeder. NOAA's always been a, a breeder ground
1: for New Japan and All Japan. Yes.
0: They got the Global Honor Crown as their championship, the GHC championship, and it's really a beautiful belt.
1: And fortunately for everybody involved, this will not interfere with MLW's working relationship with Impact, as that will continue as well. Oh my hey, gosh! Maybe working with Noah will get Cornette like so mad his brain explodes, and then we don't gotta deal with him anymore.
0: <laughs> I just I can't wait to see a, a major show that has MLW guys, Impact guys, and some of the young up and comers from Japan all on Dude, one. It's gonna be just as good card. if not
1: better than those super shows, Ring of Honor and New Japan were put. Oh, for sure, it's gonna be ah.
0: You know, as shitty as we complain, WWE is, and hey, it can be pretty shitty. This, it sounds cliche now, and people, younger, younger wrestling fans in their teens right now, or even in their early twenties, don't understand this is the best time to ever be a pro wrestling fan. It has never been more accessible, and there's never been a bigger variety. It's too
1: much don't be a hardcore wrestling fan it is literally don't, too don't, much don't, don't be i can't hardcore. watch a lot of shit
0: i want to watch and then sometimes it ends up being a chore yeah. and i don't like that so when it comes to be a chore i just shut it off i don't i don't want it to be a chore but it can be i mean there's only so many hours in the day and god forbid i mean we got to work and make money and take care of kids and feed yeah. them and Oh my god. Could gosh. you imagine but what I guess it would we, be
1: like if we tried to watch everything?
0: Uh, yeah, I could imagine what it would be like, but it I wouldn't get laid. No. I mean, that sucks. But, Pasty, I think it's about time we we haven't talked about WWE. All these fucking companies we've been talking about, from AEW to fucking Pro Wrestling Noah and everything in between, we haven't even mentioned WWE. So that brings in our good old buddy Davey Meltzy. According to him, the WWE SmackDown episode that made it to TV this week was completely different than the show that was originally written. Vince McMahon reportedly showed up at around 4 p.m. Eastern. Why is he
1: getting there so Remember, late?
0: Remember, they go on air at what? seven p.m. I e- thought he lived the uh, 8 business? P.m. Eastern. Was he <laughs> dead for a short time? I don't know, but he decided he didn't like the show that was written, so it was redone. He reportedly made several changes after four p.m. Again, remember the show starts at eight. You got to be ready before then. But that's one of the reasons why the Daniel Bryan career-altering announcement wasn't on the show and was delayed. And also why WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels did a Miz TV segment instead of commentary, as they had advertised. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, this week's SmackDown was the first one that saw executive director Eric Bischoff actually sit in on production meetings. And while Bischoff spent time at the meetings and with other writers, the Wrestling Observer reports that he had no creative... put into the show itself, which I think is good. I I don't mind him submersing himself. You know, Paul Heyman has been sticking around the wrestling business oh, for yeah. quite a while now. He's been in WWE for quite a while now. He's been doing backstage and stuff with them. he jumped
1: right into this shit.
0: Yeah, Eric kind of washed his hands of wrestling for a long time, moved out to Cody, Wyoming, and was living out on a ranch and didn't watch wrestling and didn't really even talk about wrestling until he got on Conrad's podcast, so which could be good. Fresh yeah, eyes. Right. Fresh yeah, eyes. I'm,
1: I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm assuming he's not going to take over creative until after SummerSlam, which is fine.
0: That's a good feel, I think, especially if he can get a feel of everything yeah. and slowly incorporate things and then, yeah. Yep. Because the way it sounds once he takes over and once Paul Heyman officially takes over, we don't know how much he's taken over yet or not that they're gonna they're gonna be the end all be all and then yeah. McMahon. so it's like everything goes straight to them. Allegedly, nobody has had this much power in the company other than Vince McMahon.
1: It's just gotta be hard to be Triple H right now. Come on, Dan. And- I can handle Come your on, Pop, business. Pop. Now he wants to start you know NXT Canada. Good... Did you hear that shit? I did. I did. <laughs> we d- he's doing a good you job with that. a North though. American championship in NXT. Like that doesn't that overrule having an NXT Canada? They're so close. Uh, yeah, They're it's so not close. like Trump's building a wall there. Well, he's not building a wall to the south either, but. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be hard to be Triple H and seeing, like, oh, come on. He ran WCW. You ran him out of business. And now you're going to make him go up against the new guy in town? Uh, Right? (laughs) (sighs) But the thing, as we've talked
0: about before, the thing Bischoff carries with him is working with a network. And if if
1: WWE is actually positioning NXT to take on AEW Wednesday nights... I mean, I guess Triple H is probably in the best place he could, he would want to be. He's back right, in the right. tank again, basically, is right now where he he's is. He could at.
0: learn a thing from uh, Heyman
1: yeah, and Bischoff, because
0: yeah. they both had to work with yeah. networks.
1: God, I'm looking forward. I hope they fucking don't keep NXT on its own weekend, because I want to see Heyman and Bischoff with their pay-per-view versus a takeover.
0: I think it would be great. I think it would be really, really interesting. You know, pasty, uh, some there's some interesting bits that were came out of WWE's 2019 second oh, quarter
1: report. What man, we, what have we I'm got? getting hard in my pants right now. Oh, Ooh. you say those words, second quarter reports. I know, right? Oh, I'm sweating. I got I got the meat <laughs> sweats. Well, tell me what you got, beef sticker. Ooh, revenues decreased two percent to 268.9 million, as compared to 281.6 million in the prior quarter.
0: Isn't it crazy that big of a drop is only two percent? Yep. <laughs>
1: I'll
0: take that two percent. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right, just throw just throw that my way. I'll take 0.5 percent of that shit. <laughs> Fuck it. 0.0025. Just bring it uh, over. And give me two bucks. Come on, buddy.
1: Operating income was seventeen point one million adjusted. Obadiah, damn Amish. Oh, they call it Obadiah. Obadiah. It's how they pronounce All right, it's
0: it. It's Amish, which is that, that's basically that's your operating income before depreciation and amortization, basically. That's basically what your Obida is is your actual 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 take in money after taxes after after everything. And that
1: was 34.6 million. So compared to their operating cost, that's still fucking bringing in the bucks.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It allegedly exceeded the company's Crazy forecast. That. So that's good.
1: Once again, I'll take a portion of that. Any portion. <laughs> it's uh, right. Announced content distribution deals with BT Sports in the UK, Fox Sports in Latin America, and PP Sports in China. <laughs> Some people call that the water I sports. Jumpy, jumpy, oh, <laughs> uh, that's so great.
0: Yeah, those will all provide really strong platforms for reaching WWE audiences
1: across the globe. Yes.
0: Which is, they strive on being a global entity.
1: And digital video views increased by 17% to 9 billion. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll take some of those views, now too. <laughs> digital.
0: So that's digital video be- views. Streaming so services. That, that covers everything, Spotify, Hulu, not just streaming. Spotify, and, yeah. and, and
1: WW Network, and YouTubes. Twitter, Tout, and Tout. I'm sure uh, Tauch Facebook. is in Hours consumed increased 22% to 324 million. Hours across digital platforms, that is. Yeah. And social media followers increased 10% to over 1.02 billion. Which is kind of crazy.
0: It's more than we got, pasty. I did hear that, uh, I did see somewhere that they kind of, Fudged. You know, I want to say fudged, but they they omitted well, the truth by talking about how they're that's totally um, in WWE's wheelhouse. <laughs> they omitted the truth about their ratings by saying that their ratings were up from last month and from the month the year before. But that was only after they factored in the Raw reunion right. show. Without the Raw reunion show, it was actually down a decent G-Pops, percentage.
1: Man, they could do that shit all year. But I wouldn't watch it. But then we'd get sick of it. And
0: that brings us to the news they talked about with the WWE network. As we mentioned, they did completely revamp the network, they initiated the transition to a new platform this past 24th, which would have been Wednesday? Wednesday. And that will provide users with a, quote, better experience, a more intuitive interface, and enhanced search functionality. A, quote, better
1: experience, because (laughs) a lot of people on social media are complaining about it not working properly. And I had some of those issues the other day myself. But today it seems to be better. And I guess they may have taken away the the collections, which is a big thing for a lot of people with a network. Like, that's a good place to go to just watch some random good shit.
0: Well, the thing is, from my browsing, they didn't quite take away the collections, so to speak. But for those of you that use, like, Hulu or Netflix, sometimes you'll scroll down and it'll say adult animation, and then it'll say Disney movies, and then it'll say um, raunchy comedies or stuff like that. Yeah, that's
1: that's only yours. They have tiers.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) They have tiers where it's like... It'll say like Alexa Bliss or Women's Revolution or the Saga of AJ Styles or whatever. So it's it's one tier when you're going down and then it has all those videos in it. Instead of just clicking one box, uh, uh, kind of like YouTube. Yeah. You know, if you, if you look for, you know, whatever you're looking for, you go down and there's this channel and this channel and this channel and they're just a bunch of videos that you can yeah. click on. They have it set up like that. So that's kind of neat. So you don't have to skip past yeah, things we'll if you don't want to it's watch them, you can just sleeker click right and more to it more smooth
1: across all my devices. Like some of my devices it still looked like archaic and caveman-ish before. And right. now it's it's definitely usable across the board.
0: It looks it looks like Hulu or and YouTube or Netflix. It should. It should cuz they were much more mm-hmm. user friendly. Uh, WWE Network average paid subscribers were 1.69 million paid subscribers, which was consistent with the company's forecast. Now there's an asterisk on that. I've talked about this in the past, but I haven't gone off on it for a while. That number includes when they sell half price ones or when they sell a lot of times they'll put deals out for two dollars for the first couple months or this or that or whatever. So that doesn't, that isn't 1.69 full paid subscribers. That's just 1.69 million paid subscribers. So it's, a little misleading, but that's
1: that's how you do hey, business. You and I equal one of those subscribers, exactly. So I mean, <laughs> so I guess we we even out some yep. of that, don't we?
0: Uh, the new platform enables the introduction of new features and experiences over time, and localization of content in multiple languages. That's really cool. They produced more than ninety hours of original network content. Pasty, it wasn't enough for you. You didn't like what they gave you. But that included live in-ring programs and talent documentaries such as The Shield's Final Chapter and WWE 24, The Year of and Ronda Rousey.
1: one they just did on Batista watch. about his wanting to come back for one final match, and it was kind of stupid. The I watched I it because watch. it came on right after Extreme <laughs> Rules, and I'm like, eh, yeah, let's go. So
0: as we've been speculating for, God, years now, it
1: seems like... I'm still like. waiting for it. I think it's kind of stupid that they unveiled... The the new layout without implementing this?
0: Well, one thing at a time, Pasty, one thing at a time. The tiered payment plan, the the famed tier selection, that's said to be rolling out somewhere within Pasty the next God twelve months. It. So at least you have an idea ah. when <laughs> <laughs> So not only will they keep their nine ninety nine price tag, which I think is perfect. I think they have to they have to offer that at least yeah. for now. That will include limited advertisements, which we already get now. They bombard us with WWE advertisements, and I think a God, couple of commercial times I've seen... have they try
1: to sell us on that chicken sandwich from KSC oh with the cheese or the Cheetos. God, yeah.
0: So, uh, but along with that, they're going to have an actual free plan, which is really cool. That's something you don't see you don't see Hulu or Netflix doing.
1: Uh, Hulu. Um, I'm trying Hulu, to think, of think what does that. I think you can still watch it free on a PC. I think can so. You?
0: But that's that's really cool. That's really cool. It, it doesn't say how limited it's going to be, so we don't know. But just the fact that well, they're offering that—that that is really the cool. The free
1: plan was supposed to be just the the what's on now thing, and and no pay per right. views, which is probably what it which is probably what yeah. it will be.
0: Uh, so that'll be interesting. They're also going to have a uh, four nine nine, just pay per views, which surprises and what's me. Now. Yeah, that kind of surprised me, and a fifth or fourteen ninety nine option, fifteen dollars. So they're going to have four different tiers, which is kind of unique. I didn't expect that. I expected two to three. Uh, which is all right. Which is all right. The fourteen, $14. ninety nine option the is a free plan for
1: the people who just get a new email every month.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. So the uh, $15 option, that's going to include, allegedly, access to alternative pro- promotions, which uh, we already seen in Evolve pay-per-view. Uh, I haven't seen it, but we know it was on there. I to watch there. it. Uh, <laughs> WWE has previously had discussions with notable independent companies like Evolve, Progress, and Insane Championship Wrestling. So subscribers may be able to access those different companies within this tier, depending on the final negotiations. I think I would want some different... That's a big selling
1: point. I mean, it would be cool to go back and watch Evolve, like older Evolve, and see all the people who are there now. But... Yeah. But other than that, I don't really have interest in watching Progress, and probably not ICW either.
0: I hope with the Evolve one, they get Dragon Gate USA in there, too. That That would would be awesome. So, enough of the fun stuff, pasty. We got a couple, like, really not good news stories coming up here. One that's pretty close to
1: home. Yeah. So, as we discussed earlier, Jonathan Sofala Fatu. Yeah, I pronounced your middle name wrong. Quit getting in trouble. Otherwise known as Jimmy Uso, <laughs> was again arrested for drunk drive or driving under the influence near Pensacola, Florida. Although the first time he wasn't driving and and Naomi wasn't drunk, he was drunk and stupid. But now he's driving, so fucking do something before the next time he kills somebody, because that's what it's aiming out to be. But anyways. Yeah. He was booked at 3.04 AM ET and charged... Who the fuck writes down this fucking 3? Like, if 3 I'm o'clock. a cop, I'm just going to say 3.05. Well, I'd say 3. 3. o'clock,
0: yeah. Uh, 3 o'clock, yeah, actually makes more sense, but, you know. Who fucking you, 3 or or you 4. I think the they do down. that shit on purpose. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Uh... <clears throat> In charged in with DUI, driving with an unlawful blood alcohol level, Fatu was released on a thousand dollars bond, which could be better than that. The local ABC affiliate revealed Jimmy was doing an excess of a hundred miles per hour and drifting from left to right and going out of its lane. The officer noted that Jimmy appeared to have some issues holding documents in his hands after the officer asked for a license, registration, and proof of insurance. The deputy also observed Uso to have bloodshot, watery, droopy eyelids. He was hanging out with RVD and dilated pupils. He was probably hanging out with Stone Cold, too, along with the slow and (laughs) slurred speech. The officer said he could smell an alcoholic beverage coming from the driver's side window, which was probably broken skull IPA. (laughs) (laughs) The deputy explained that he was going to conduct a field sobriety task, Uso started asking for a lawyer, and the officer informed <laughs> Uso that he was conducting a DUI investigation, and that it was not possible to have a lawyer present. Isn't and this, America? I and this then was he, America? And then he Come took on. off his shirt and squared off with the officer. Next yeah. best bet. Come on, man! Come this on, is America! <laughs> Square off, I boost. just got to party with my dad. Let, <laughs> I've been down since day one-ish. How long you been down? Locked down since day one-ish. Actually, that was the title of Beef Six Podcast. That the first was. time this shit happened.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. And remember the other who, so I think I think... He's uh, got one, too. Yeah, Jay has a D- so DWI. So watch out the next couple Jimmy of got busted for... Oh, go ahead, Lee. we can finish the story. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Because oh, yeah. it gets better. Because then, while on the way to jail, the officer said he had to roll down his back windows due to the overwhelming smell of an alcoholic beverage, a broken skull IPA, that was engulfing the vehicle.
0: <laughs> I just, I love that. I I think he's over-dramatizing. I, think, I doubt it. But we've all been in a car like that where it's just, the person literally just reeks oh, of yeah. alcohol.
1: And I think WWE is downplaying it all. When they release a statement, simply reading once again, (laughs) Jonathan Fatu is responsible for his own personal actions. Ha! Yeah, where's the rehab? He's obviously, obviously, you're gonna have Scott Hall on your hands one times two ish.
0: I think we can safely say he is not responsible for his own personal actions. This is very irresponsible. He is irresponsible with his own personal actions. John's seen it all coming oh my gosh and I, I didn't see the reunion show but it's awesome pasty tell them what oh, happened they,
1: they they challenged John Cena to a freestyle which was really dumb because John just got off one joke and then they went back and forth on bars like just stupid but John said oh boy something along the lines of you look just like your mug shots and how how was it
0: how was yeah, it being, being arrested. arrested there you go yeah. And then, what, two days yeah. later, <laughs>
1: this motherfucker. He was like, pretty damn good, oos. <laughs> <laughs> <Apparently, laughs> I'm going back. I hear that. It he feels great, Maitlop motherfucker. This week. I'm rich, biatch. <laughs> Who needs to pay for a hotel?
0: Uh, uh, and then, uh, man, I hate to go off on sad news, but I'm the one that structured this, and for some reason, that's the way I structured it. So we'll have a little pick me up at the end, pasty. But um, one last news from the legal section: former WWF, WCW, AWA, and All Japan Pro Wrestling star John Nord, sometimes better known as the Berserker, whoosh, 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 If you all remember that, I probably just sound like I had a stroke to people who have no <laughs> idea who bit. he is. <laughs> he was sentenced to five sound years like of you're probation poking on Monday. Right. Uh, uh, sentenced to five years in Hennepin County, Woo-hoo! Minnesota. Acor- according to the Star Tribune, Nord has been arrested seven times for driving under the influence. Oose, you got a way to go to beat hey, old Nord. Nord is, is,
1: that's who they look up to the most besides their daddy
0: um mostly on painkillers when he's when he's cruising around The start to be noted that the 59-year-old which isn't that no. old folks he has ALS also known as Lou Gehrig's disease and uses a wheelchair and has become a frequent abuser of prescription painkillers in recent years to cope with the damage that his body and brain uh, have gone through from his pro wrestling career His most recent arrest came March 23rd of this year. He was charged with felony driving while intoxicated slash operating a car under the influence of a controlled substance and misdemeanor driving while license revoked. The prosecutor argued that Nord should be sent to prison for more than four years, which I can't argue because he represents a significant public safety threat because he continues to drive. I, I, I'll finish my thought when we're done with the story. Nord and his lawyers said he is currently in treatment and will spend the rest of his life in assisted living facilities, also known as jail. I'm sorry. Uh, Hennepin County Judge Jay Quam said the sentencing decision was a difficult one. He told Nord, life has handed you a lot of special things. On the other hand, it has taken away a lot of what makes you Quam placed Nord on five years probation under the condition that he stay in restrictive housing and do, quote, no driving whatsoever. Nord was ordered to come back to court in three months to give an update on how he's doing. The judge said he wants to see Nord doing well. What I want to say is, who wouldn't have fucked seven times for driving under the influence of drugs? How come this wasn't smushed right, out earlier? yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I know people who've gotten like three, and they can't barely... How did this motherfucker? Seven times.
1: And assisted living? That's Assisted living When he wants to get popped up and go drive a car, he'll still find a way to do it. (laughs) He just has to fucking ring the
0: bell. It's med time, med time. Come on, baby, med time. Um, this, This is bad. I mean, this is just a... He obviously... When you look at somebody like Uso and he's had two issues with being drunk in public and stuff, yeah, it's sad. We joke about it a little bit, all that. But this guy, d- despite what has happened, and I'm sure his body, he was in, you know, he was in the territories back when they did all the traveling and nobody cared about safety and all that. I, I get it,
1: but dude, use an Uber. Yeah, right, right. That's that's exactly what I thought the first time I read through this. Uh, it's it's really sad. And it's sad that it's come to this, and, and and more so like right now in Minnesota, especially. There's a huge epidemic with opiates and fentanyl, and it could be far worse than what it was.
0: Oh yeah, <sighs> seven times. I mean, two or three yeah. is bad.
1: They, seven that's times like Jeff Hardy status. Isn't yeah, it? somebody
0: has to. Somebody has to physically do something to yeah. stop him. <sighs> Well, Pasty, I said we were going to finish on a positive note, so what you got for me?
1: Uh, We're not caught in the weather at the Galactic get-down, and everything (laughs) is going to be okay. And if that's not enough, we might be taking some time off sometime in the future. We might not be here next week, or we might be. We'll see how we feel. But we said after the get-down. No,
0: we will be be here next week. We know that. Because we got SummerSlam and, uh, yeah, and the ROH Supercard. Bo- so, we'll be here next week. But, folks, make sure to go out and listen to the new uh, Get Local MN when that drops, too, because you, you're not going to want to miss this. It's a hell of a tale, and I and I even dipped out early, and it was a hell of a tale yep. for me. Um, we created a song. We uh, beheaded a raccoon. We, <laughs> we lost tents. We Broke canopy frogs.
1: Oh, it drove just, so many miles and so many hours. through so was much not weather.
0: Good. Oh the weather. Oh, It, my was, gosh. A, it was a oh. challenge. And and then the Walmart. <laughs> and then the Walmart. You know a story is good when you got and then, and the, then the, Walmart, the
1: Walmart. Folks.
0: <laughs> so make sure you check that one out. This is a cheap plug for us, but it's it's a good one. Maybe it's not. Maybe you had to be there, but find out, folks. We're going to paint a pretty picture for you. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) With that being said, uh, Pasty,
1: I'm fat Fat Mac. Mac. I'm pasty. We're Beastix Podcast. Yeah.
0: Oh, that was awful. I'm going to have to put something at the
1: end. (laughs) Just put this random shit. And then let them go out. Like, why are they still talking?
0: No, I couldn't do that. They wouldn't still be listening.
1: Nobody's listening to this exactly. right now, right? Nobody cares. You're
0: not listening, are you guys? You shut this shit off before we even started talking about I fell the. Uh, 45 seconds get ago. local MN. <laughs> I did. I think you're right. I always cut it off towards the end. That's, that's, skip that's the best getting, way to skip take a shit. End. Oh, my gosh. Never pinch it, Pasty. If you just let it drop, you don't even have to wipe. It saves you so much time. Don't pinch it. Don't pinch it. (sighs) Good night, folks. Have a wonderful week.